An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 399. Wow. Yeah, that's right. My name is Jay. Jay, I'm Clark. Jay, the Jedi Ross. Ross Jedi J, a.k.a. the Wandering Jedi. And it's been a while, but guess what, kids? I'm back. Holy jeez. What a time. Joining me tonight to come back and celebrate an introspective retrospective of the last 10 years and almost 400 episodes of An Elegant Weapon, ladies and gentlemen. My brother in pod since the beginning. He's the man behind the Points of Interest podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Josh L. Hawk as Hawks. I am the female three member. Perfect. Yes. Um, I have to refine. I, I, think I, I, think, I think we hooked up around like episode like 125 for you or something like that. Or Was it that late? It, I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to go back. I'd have to go because we I have pretty much every email we've ever we've ever sent to each other <laughs> yeah kind of scary and, to know. <laughs> uh, paper trail man paper trail right right well we'll get into well, that digital definitely. digital yeah, paper yeah. trail we're gonna explore that a little bit during this conversation for sure um and a, a longtime friend from far bef- before the days of pod yeah. all right well he's the host of the handsome mm. genius club yeah He's your Uncle Anthony and mine, ladies and gentlemen, Anthony Kingdom James Rutgazer. Thank you for hanging out, Anthony. Always a pleasure, sir. Always a pleasure. I need to, uh, as often as possible, appear for many things. I have to recount. I think I might have to recount. Um, Who who, who could be, who could have been on this? It's always been neck and neck between you and Dirk. Yeah. And uh, Mm -hmm. Mr. Dirk Manning. And... um, Ah, there's well, one other in the name. Sean Daly might be in the running. Mm. I, th- I think Sean Daly might be. Well, they're both jerks. So, <laughs> I mean. Calling Sean Daly a jerk, that may be the first time that's ever happened in the history of his existence. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. So, anyways, kids, it's He's been so a while. Sweet. Um and uh basically i'm feeling it again and i wasn't so that'll be at the tail end of a discussion that's going to go way further back than that march 2011 uh at the time i was a huge podcast listener all the big ones in the beginning a lot of them still the big ones but the basics the kevin smiths the joe rogans the mark marins uh the adam carollas you know everything that started off back then and by no means was 10 years ago the beginning of podcasting, but it was a no. lot closer to the beginning than it is now. Things have changed a lot. So back then, I'm a big listener and a good friend of mine. Potato waste himself, Mr. Sean Fagan. He's mm. also a big listener. So we're sitting around one night at my house and uh, Sean says to me, let's pod. And I was like, you think? I think we should, too. So we go down into my basement. And we roll a joint the size of like my leg. It was just enormous. And we hit record on my iPhone. It was like the first iPhone I had. So it was a way old generation. We hit record on the voice memos and we put it down on the table and we proceeded to just get high and talk shit. We talked about Portuguese man of wars. Uh, we recasted, uh, we fan casted Star Trek Voyager. Um, it was amazing fun. And it's never really stopped. Sean was my co-host for the first 70 episodes of the show. And uh, it was a very conversational show. Uh, There was no structure behind it whatsoever. Not that there really is now, but there wasn't even like a a mode of operandi back then. Literally it was just us and friends talking shit uh, about whatever the hell we wanted. Very free form, very free flow. Uh, over those 70 episodes, see, that's the thing, Josh, you podcasted with me and Sean, you knew Sean. Yeah. 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 So it was well before whatever you said before about hooking up. Yeah, on so that's, that's, that's what I was like starting to think as soon as you started to tell the story, I was like, well, wait a second. No, it was before it had to be around like maybe 75 then. No, before it, that, because you did 70. So yeah. Yeah. I've been around since the beginning. Shit. 
Well, you started Points of Interest back in 2009, correct? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, Ish. Jesus, yeah. that's 13 years uh, of podcasting. And uh, yeah, so Sean and I did our thing and then he decided to move on and do some other stuff. And uh, I had made a lot of other podcasting friends, uh, classic shows, Drunk on Comics, The Woo Mates. Who else were we hanging oh, out and talking mates. to back then? Of course, our brother and pod. Uh, uh, we've got a whole bunch of them. We've got Anthony Bachman. We've got Francis Bachman. Fernandez, who, of course, Fernandez, you're still potting yeah. with all the damn time. And we were a nice little group of podcasters who were potting for the love of pod. And Twitter mm-hmm. was which brought us together, which is kind of funny because I, I hardly even look at Twitter nowadays. Like I for years right. almost now, Twitter has just been <sighs> off my radar. I get nothing out of Twitter. It is so negative and toxic that like it just it, it causes me physical pain twitter these days yeah, it's all the Zack snyder sure. fans it's insane like really once in a while i'll pop on there and i'll be like this is just twitter is just people yelling at the world now that's literally kind of all it is it feels like yeah mostly so anyways sean oh, yeah, leaves I mean, yeah, yeah. sean leaves and the show then quickly morphs into uh, a comic book interview show, basically, because I start going to Fan Expo, I start going to all the shows, and uh, I realize, you know what, why the hell don't I record right here on the spot? So I started doing it from the trenches, and uh, that's kind of been, you know, the show's bread and butter for the past 10 years. It's what I've been known for. It's the shows that uh, always get the most downloads, and the ones people seem to enjoy the best are those live uh, Artist Alley shows. So for 10 yeah, we, years... We called them- we called them Gorilla Pod. Gorilla Pod, absolutely. It was uh, get whatever you could that would record and get in there and do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't even get press passes for years. I've yeah. still never gotten a press pass for Fan Expo uh, Toronto. Really? Yeah, in 10 years of trying, I never, ever got one. I got one for Fan Expo Boston. So I know it's not in Forma. It's, it's anyways, that's another story. So another uh, show. Yeah. So it's crazy. Oh, to, I want to know where that was going. Oh, you have Okay. No, I was going to explain. I've explained it a million times on this show. In Forma, the company that runs trying. Fan Expo, in every city that they run a show, they use a different PR firm. Yeah. So each each city I, I is a crap this. Yeah. Between if you're going to get in or not, it depends whether that city's PR firm likes you or not. Whereas Reed Pop does their own. Yeah. So if I do C2E2, that's going to count huge to me getting press for New York. New Comic-Con, York. Yeah. Say. Yeah. Right. So because yeah. once they know you, they, they blanket kind of know you for all their shows where mm-hmm. you got to go individual mm-hmm. with the Informa. Um, huge news uh, also yesterday. We can talk oh, about yeah. this a bit Six later. Six new shows. Wizard World. Um, absolutely nuts. So uh, over those 10 years, back to that. it's crazy. I've, I, I had a child. Uh, you know, I've gone through deaths. I've gone through ups and downs of insanity. I've moved cities several times. I mean, all the stuff that comes with uh, life over a decade. Um, and it's crazy to think that at least a certain part of that journey I've managed to record for the past 10 years. You know what I mean? It's a hell of a scrapbook to be able to look back on a decade of, uh, you know, because not every, your episodes aren't going to be, uh, hi, here's an interview and goodbye. There's going to be a lot of chatter solo monologues and dialogues where you tell your audience you've told your audience i should say what's going on in your life and friends who have been on the show have said hey what's up you you've got a you've got a a a uh, a captain's log yeah, of, yeah, uh, it's totally uh, cool. Especially you when been. you when you think of the think of the boy. Like someday my boy is going to be able to sit down, uh, or even my grandchildren, or beyond that. You know, there's always going to be this weird record of crazy Grandpa Jay and him sitting around getting high and talking to comic book people. You know, it, yeah. <laughs> you know, Anthony, I never really thought of it like that. Yeah, like as wow. a time capsule. Yeah. Uh, I just thought of it is like, you know, that, yeah, it's just fun stuff to do and we're doing it and, you know, we're, we're getting opportunities to do other things and yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I never thought of it as like, yeah, I could one day just go back and really, you've never, go back never and do, listen mind? to the 
first awkward ass interview I ever did. I have or, a hard or, I have a hard time going back and listening to my own stuff. Oh, me too. Which is kind of kind of dangerous because I've been on my Patreon, I've been putting like episodes from 2008 and 2009 uh, uh, on the 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 feed once a month and usually it's just i'm just picking from uh the list of guests from those first 75 episodes and there's a a a thing or two that somebody will hear on there someday and cancel the f out of me as you know (laughs) children's book writer says our word repeatedly you know, as and then and then there's the things that I I I still say now, like fucking hate kids. That's good for a kid. That's <laughs> good. Think that's good that trying time, to write though. books for kids. Around that time, yeah, <laughs> you, you don't you some... don't have to enjoy their company to write good uh good information or no, advice and, or stories for them. Yeah, and and even even the most obvious of sarcasm. Uh, <laughs> will will get taken out of context someday, but that's the beautiful thing about, uh, you know, moving away from Twitter, but having this audio archive. You're not you're you don't have to you don't have to reinterpret words on a screen. You're going to be able to listen to what you said, what you were thinking, how you right. said it. Context, intense, yeah. tone, yeah. Del- all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Crazy grandpa Jay. Come <laughs> well, on. Well, it's weird, weird things. <laughs> like uh, I've told this story before as well. Um, we'll probably be rehashing a few that I can think of tonight. Sure. Kids. Uh, Eat yeah, shit, no, buddy. What we were talking about, about <laughs> scrapbooky wise, though, is... Yeah. Uh, uh, our very good friend, Mr. Travis McIntyre. He is the CEO of Source Point Press Publishing and the president of Oxide Media. Uh, you know, he's become a very integral part of my life and a very good friend and, uh, you know, commandant. And uh, my very first conversation ever with him was on the show. So after now, whatever, six, seven years of, you know, you know, working together, getting tight, hanging out, being pals. Uh, I can go back and literally listen to the first time we ever exchanged words. That's good. Like, yeah, because like it had been set up through Josh Werner. So I literally the, the first time I say, hi, I'm Jay. And he says, hi, I'm Travis. Anybody can go back and hear that. Like, that's that's a rad thing to have. You know what I mean? Totally, totally. So I mean, then, it, it, uh, it be- then it was just years of doing that. And then uh, our good, uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to give a special shout out to our uh, good friend, Stan Kanopka. Because uh, mm. Stan is the writer of The Rejected from Source Point Press. He was also the uh, Artist Alley coordinator for the Great Philadelphia Comic Con. Um, Stan discovered my show through Twitter way early on. Very, very, very early on. Back in the day when I was like still using like bad old like Walkman type headphones, like like worse quality or origin shit. You know what I mean? And he was a fan. Like from like the first five episodes of the show. It was just insane. I don't even know how he hooked up. But he was a fan and we had exchanged on Twitter and we're getting to know each other. One day he asked me for my address. I don't think much of it. He's like, I got something to send out. And I was like, oh, cool. So I give him my address. A little while later, what appears in the mail, but a USB condenser mic. My first ever, you know, quality microphone. And he sent it over. He's like, hey, man, believe in what you're doing. Wanted to send you this and, uh, you know, keep on potting. And that was the day that this show became sponsored by Nemesis Studios, which was his creative output, right? And uh, yeah, so I just got to give a special shout out to Stan from being there and supportive from the very, very beginning. I consider this show to be just as much Stan Kanopka's as it does mine or anybody else's. Um, So big shout out to Stan. Um, But yeah, years later, Stan uh, hooked us up. Uh, Actually, it didn't happen that way. I went out to the first time I met Stan 
I went out, I believe 2014, I went out to Philadelphia. Uh, well, close to, I went to uh, Allentown, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And uh, he was helping his good friend, Chris, throw the great Allentown Comic-Con. And uh, I remember telling you about it, Anthony, because it was in this really weird warehousey place mm-hmm. with like a world, like a wrestling, uh, professional wrestling museum kind of thing on the top level floor. It was yeah. just the weirdest, weirdest place this place was. But this little dirt mall, you know, place, convention center, and they had this little show. So Uhura is there, Nichelle Nichols. Now, you know, mind you, I'm not working this show. I've never worked a show before. Anything like that, I'm just out there hanging out with my friend Stan visiting, doing interviews, that kind of thing. Uh, so they're about to put Nichelle Nichols out on stage for uh, a Q&A all on her own. No moderator, no host, no anything. They're going to send this this nearly deaf, like 72-year-old in a wheelchair lady up in front of hundreds of people and just let her go. And I was like, Stan, you can't do that, man. You got to at least have somebody like hearing the questions and repeating them to her because she's not going to hear nothing. Right. So he's like, fuck, you do it. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, just go fucking do it. And I was like, should we ask Chris? He's like, no, just go fucking do it in Stan's way. And uh, I was like, all right. So I just went and fucking did it. And I got up there with her. And it went so well that same weekend later on, uh, later in the day, I got to do Michael Bean as well. And ever since that moment, I became the panel coordinator uh, for the great Philadelphia Comic-Con, a bigger show that they held uh, closer to the city. And for the past five years, um, uh, because the first year I did it myself and I was like, oh, geez, I need help. This is a big endeavor. So I brought out my my team. I brought out Francis and uh, I brought out Josh and I brought out uh, Jimmy and uh, Shelly. And uh, the whole POI crew came out and we all did it up. So the past couple of years, we've been the panel team for the great Philly con, which led to some incredible podcasts. So, uh, you know, you can go back through all of our shows and, uh, you know, that's where we were lucky enough to actually get to sit down and talk to some super rad celebrities. You know, I'm, I'm so blessed to have been able to talk to a lot of the people that I've gotten on the show. Sometimes I still can't believe it. Like I'll forget. And then I'll remember certain people that I've had on the show and be like, I had Deep Roy. No, you had Deep Roy. I had uh, Deep Roy. Alice Cooper. Yeah. uh, You know, um, (laughs) what's his name? Julian. uh, Julian Glover. Man. Yes. Yes. Like just crazy. Take your children. You know what I mean? Take your children to the theater. (laughs) That's right. You know? So yes. uh, then, you know, I'm podding along. We're doing our thing for years. And then, of course, along comes this nasty pandemic. And uh, it hit me hard. Anybody who listens to this show knows that I thrive off social interaction. Um, it's what I live for. It's what I do. It brings out the best in me, I think. Others may disagree, but I'm going to go with it. Anyways, uh, you know, and it pretty shuts down everything. So it really turned me into a giant mess because not being able to see humans was not good for me. It's it's I'm slowly coming out of it. But uh, honest, honestly, I had to take a break. Yeah, it really messed me up. It still got me a little messed up. So I decided to take a break. So last summer, I actually took a hiatus from work. I took a couple months off and I walked the earth. I kind of walked all around <laughs> Ontario. I went hiking and camping and uh just kind of tried to, you know, do the whole find yourself thing. Um, and then working on you know, your Kung Fu. Well, yeah. And I felt a lot better <laughs> and, you know, I lost 60 pounds. I got all ripped to be honest. <laughs> you know, I went fight club mode and, uh, it was all good, but, uh, still couldn't find that piece that was missing. You know what I mean? And, uh, started to pod some more, get some interviews in there, but then I got to the point where I felt like I was forcing it and it just became no fun. And the last thing I want for this show to ever be is not fun. So I kind of stopped the past two months and took a break. and was just like, I'm not feeling it. I'm not going to force it because that's the last thing I want to happen. But things have slowly been getting better. And uh, I got to credit you for helping bringing me back a little bit, Anthony, from inviting oh. me on your show to have some really fun, straight up nerd out conversations lately. Like, yeah, man. 
you know, and that was part of it too. And I had talked on the show about this before, how it became a bit of a grind doing the Kickstarter thing. And, you know, I don't want that to sound like I don't still want to support everybody I can, but uh, you know, you get to a point where every week you can only ask people so much about their Kickstarter before it starts to just feel repetitive. Right. It becomes the same handful of questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're going to spin things a bit as uh, we return and, uh, you know, try to go a little old school, hanging out like we used to do, talking shit and having fun. Uh, but that being said, I still plan to support and showcase uh, all the interesting, fun things that I come across and people uh, in the comic book industry. So, you know, that's kind of a, a brief, quick overview of what's going on with the pandemic. But uh, I'm slowly coming out of it. But either way whether I'm in it or out of it or whatever the hell's going on. And Elegant Weapon is back. We're going to keep on going and we're going to see what happens now. So that's why I brought these two in here uh, for this, because I wanted this just to be kind of a nice, mellow, old school. Uh, you know, I'm not recording the video. You will not see video for this anywhere. Um, and this isn't oh, should live. I stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> no, you keep recording. We've learned enough over 10 years about needing backups. So you yeah. just fucking keep that, shit mm. that, is that is hey, you, true. Do you have a, do you have a line that uh, you recorded for that track? Cause uh, you sound pretty yeah. shitty coming through mine and then having to stitch it all together. Yeah. You know, that's one crazy mm -hmm. thing. Like when I started podcasting, I could barely use Facebook. And over these 10 years, now I build websites and we do audio engineering and it's ridiculous. I remember the first few podcasts I did with friends where we didn't, you know, we couldn't be in each other's basements or what have you. We, right. <laughs> we would record each other's, uh, uh, each other's tracks individually at our, our own houses yeah. and call each other. Yeah. We would have a three-way conversation, and then each person would be sitting in front of their microphone recording that conversation. Mm. They yeah. would send me that, and then I would have to stitch it together. You'd have to stitch all three together. Absolutely, man. Those are crazy. And when we could sucks. get together, remember Google Hangouts? It sucks, but it, it did provide a very clean audio, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, at the time. You know. it's, and it's nuts because, like, how far it's come considering uh i know like there was even better equipment than we were using then but even the stuff that we're able to be afforded now like all like the h6s started coming out and zoom started doing all that stuff but mm -hmm. it, it's so much cheaper to do it better now but even like i'm probably gonna rip i'm just gonna like I'm, we're using zoom right now as our connection point just to record mm -hmm. um and i'm probably really not gonna mess with the audio much as far yeah. as the quality like it's gonna come across and you know i may equalize it or put it through the leveler but, yeah. uh, you know, other than cutting and pasting it, it's going to sound really good. And it was so <laughs> hard to even come close to that. Like back in the day, like we had struggles. It was amazing how much mm -hmm. effort we used to have to put into stuff back in the day, you know, just yeah. to record and oh. put it on the Internet. I, I would like, I mean, recording video like this, uh, I prefer recording. Like I just I plug my phone into my uh, in my my mixer. I've you know I've had a soundboard That's... for this for for a decade now and it's it's still humming along, uh, but I'll just I plug my phone into that uh, with a with an iRig a guitar rig yeah. and uh, and it it usually gives me as long as somebody's phone doesn't suck usually gives me good sound <laughs> I give it a little noise reduction boom. Yeah. That's all like you do in your show. I, it's a phone call. <laughs> That's yeah, how man. easy it's gotten to. Imagine yeah. if I had to put on a I had to put on a fucking shirt for this. <laughs> I mean, come on, imposition, sir. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. We've come so far, and you know, it's weird because I mean, in those ten years as well, just the volume of podcasters. Like back then, oh, we God. used to talk about how you know many there were like three hundred new a day and stuff, and now ten years later. Holy shit. It's not just Everybody that there's so many, but podcast and people are living off it. People are making multi-million dollar deals off of having podcasts. It's it's we kind of knew it was coming. Didn't we always kind of figure it would probably end up like this one day, though? Yeah, but it, I, from the beginning, Jason, you and I always said, you know, we do this for the love of the pod. We do this like if we happen to, you know, get some sort of a deal out of doing something or, or an opportunity which we did and have. Yeah. Uh, that's, that was the goal. Yeah. You but know, we that, never considered it was, the possibility of a straight up paycheck where nowadays they got things like, uh, like, uh, 
Patreon, right? Yeah, I'm I'm still working on my Patreon. My my goal is a hundred people supporting on Patreon. I'm at 14. What's is... it, dude? That's still like what's your <laughs> no, tiers? I'm not I'm not tiers? upset what's about your lowest it? tier cost. Two bucks. Right? Like, yeah. come on. I uh but I, you know it, it's it's nice. I I like the fact that there are these people who will this group of people who will go the extra mile to uh, support what I'm doing. And I got another I got another Kickstarter I'm getting ready to to start. What's that so, for? Uh, new book. Uh, actually, it's a new it's an old new book. This is a thing that I wrote a script for six years ago, seven years ago. And um, and it's been languishing and it's been dragged out a couple of times it, the, in its current incarnation. It's called uh, Welcome to Eden. And uh, it's a uh, a small walled city near what used to be Calgary after uh, a monster apocalypse. <laughs> and I know you you've seen you've seen the original preview pages that I had uh, drawn for it. But I have a new artist now, a kid named Eric Tomeo, uh, who was recommended to me by Carlos Granda, the artist from oh, nice. Heroes of Homeroom C. Right. And uh, he's I gave him the script. I gave him uh, 56 pages from one of Lee Motors sketchbooks of character designs. Oh, that's right. Because Lee was on Lee was on this right. job at one point. Um, is he alive? Yes. Good. I have confirmation that he's alive. Good. Good. But yeah. 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 <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, I gave Eric the script. I gave him character designs. I gave him. Uh, I gave him the ten-page original preview that was uh, done for uh, for the book, and uh, and and he's he's getting to work. It's exciting, because, man. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. That's... Though I'm I'm nervous as all hell about this because one, I haven't run a Kickstarter in four years. It's been that and long. Two, yeah. The last Kickstarter was Homeroom C. Mm -hmm. And uh that was 2017. Yeah. So the the goal for this one is ninety nine hundred Canadian. Nine nine hundred nine thousand nine hundred yeah. Canadian. Okay. Uh, and um, I really, really want to make this work. <laughs> what really was homeroom? Homeroom C. The goal was sixty seven fifty, and uh, we got we got over eight grand on it. Nice, nice. Uh, I can actually look it up really easily, but. Um, well, good luck, man. Yeah, thank you. I'm I'm looking forward to the first of Eric's pages coming in mm -hmm. because uh, the the uh, the portfolio that I saw of his was really good. This kid deserves a chance, and I I am certain that like <laughs> that like all of my artists, he'll work for me for one book and then use that book to find like full-time work <laughs> <laughs> um well i'm sure it'll go well and uh it'll be a wonderful kickstarter for you everybody uh keep you know keep an eye out for that it'll be yeah. good times i've already okay. got i've already got two you know uh, what you were saying variant. i've already got two variant covers lined up nice but i'm not gonna i'm gonna wait you know what you're saying anthony about about having a successful kickstarter or or uh having those patreon backers it's yeah. it's it's not necessarily the money it's knowing that people are supporting whatever you're doing yes and having yeah. that and having that um reassurance that you're not just pissing in the wind yes yeah. though uh with kickstarter it's the money <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, yeah. but no but with, with pa patreon uh the fact that there are people who are who are like making that effort to sign up and and support me is uh amazing and um with the kickstarters um it, it's not you know it's uh, reaching the goal is important 
but the fact that people are saying, hey, you've got a creative project and I believe in you enough that I want to help you make it happen. So um, it, for me, a lot of it is the, is the number of backers uh, and, and the greater the number of oh, backers, yeah. Yeah. the more. I, Homeroom C was like 234 people. And uh, I had thought by now, that, like I went off on a different track with pursuing book publishing or else, right. um, you know, there would have been more Kickstarters in the last four years. And hopefully it would have grown that audience. So I, I'm, I'm a little, I, there's extra work I have to do to, to get that ball Keep hustling, man. Again. Stay yeah. savage, you know. Yeah. Um, on the note, on that note, before we progress into some nerdiness that I'd like to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, let me just take this moment to thank everybody who ever has listened to this show in one way or another. Anybody who supported us, um, I'm still always saying us. Every Sean left at episode seventy, and I never stopped saying us or we. But I kind of <laughs> more looked at it. Mm-hmm. As uh, us, you know, anybody who's part of hanging out and wants to be part of the conversation or enjoy the conversation, um, you know, I'm, I'm talking about y'all and uh, and us together, uh, just, you know, having some pod love. So uh, all the fine people who have ever been on this show. Thank you for, you know, giving me your precious time to uh, have a chat. I appreciate all the words that have ever been exchanged. Uh, and we've had some crazy words exchanged over the years. So uh, all of you, one love. Thank you so much. We wouldn't have got through 10 years and 400 almost episodes uh, without y'all. Uh, okay. On that note, here we go. I got something to say. Oh, my gosh. Anthony's not going to like this. Okay. Right. Now, we're going to have to be careful. Okay. Now, we're going to have to be careful. I think we can have this conversation without spoiling Ah, spoil it well neither of these two have have seen the suicide squad oh so it doesn't I don't matter want to ruin it's the okay suicide squad it, although there's really nothing to spoil. i'm a stoner you're okay. not gonna ruin nothing for me here's the you now anthony yeah um I'm just are you say, gonna say that you didn't like it no i did i liked it a lot okay so yeah. then what's what are you then what would you say that's gonna hurt my feelings <laughs> didn't like it as much as the first one it's not possible that's not possible very possible (laughs) that's like saying i that's like saying this this garden party was nice but i preferred i preferred when the house burnt down now here's what i'm gonna I, i i'm fully prepared to explain myself okay you need to yes uh really enjoyed the the new movie i did it was a, like everybody said it was exactly what it, they said it was going to be it was fun it was a crazy ride it was nuts it was hilarious <sighs> it was creative it was out there it was a comic book i get all of that um what i didn't but... get from it that i got from the first one now mind you i don't think the first one was like a great movie like i don't think it was like the best <laughs> movie ever i didn't like the end but you know let's take the end out of it and uh, I think that I again, I, I know it's stupid. And everybody's talking about see the uh, wants to see the air cut of uh, Suicide Squad now. But you know what? I just want to see like the end. I just want to see what he would have done with the end. It's the same thing with the Wolverine. The Wolverine was a perfect Frank Miller Wolverine story right up until the end when they fucked it up with the stupid cartoon samurai and everything. And I feel like, you know, the first like two thirds or a little bit more of Suicide Squad, the first one was great. But here's the difference for no. me. And they're both great. That's what the thing. I'm not trying. To, I'm really not comparing. They are two completely different movies in a way, even though a lot of similarities in the feel, you know, uh, of, uh, you know, the music and the way they present the teams and stuff. There was some similarities in there in the way that they were presenting the team. There was a lot of like crazy rock and roll music and shit at the beginning. Trust. I, ju- I rewatched the old one today. I'm trusting mm-hmm. there was some, you know. It wasn't like completely not in the same vein as far as, you know, there was some fun to it. But here's the thing that the first movie had that the second movie didn't for me was stakes. I didn't give a damn about anybody in the movie. I didn't give a damn about their motivations. I didn't give a damn about the reasons why anybody was doing anything in this new movie. 
And there was no reason to, because even they themselves didn't give a shit. Like it came down to him doing it for his daughter. I thought, you know, they, maybe there were more bad guys in this one, but I thought Will Smith, his dead shot, you know, story with his daughter, I was far more invested in and compelled with than I was with, uh, with Bloodsport and his situation. It's, it was, it was for me, I, I, I liked the fact that there was a little bit of character exploration in the first one. So go ahead, Anthony. Go ahead. To quote the great philo- American philosopher, Bugs Bunny, you, sir, are a nincompoop. <laughs> <laughs> the first one had more emotional depth. For it me. did not. It did. The first one was bullshit. When his daughter gets in end. front of him to keep him from shooting Batman, that whole scene is like, fuck. Oh, telling you it is it it, it 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 it's cliche shoveled on the cliche in the first movie there is good writing is to set up expectations and then to confound your reader there is nothing confounding there is nothing surprising at all in the first movie the there's two deaths in the I first movie they happen right off the bat and they're meaningless at least there's there's more character development in the first uh, uh, of of the uh, about to, to die crew in in at the beginning of the Suicide Squad that makes the deaths of those characters their the their their cannon fodder deaths on that beach more meaningful. No, because they didn't set them up for you to give a shit about them. They what set do you them mean up they didn't to, set they, they, they when they, they were setting them up who those they, people were yeah and they were assholes you had no empathy for them or sympathy you didn't care They're about them fucking murderers in prison yeah i get it what are so you that's supposed why, oh let's all get lovey and cuddly with with uh, no with you're all, not and i'm i get it i'm totally with they you they were like, assholes it, and they fucking died that, it was way more fun it was way more fun and it was way more exciting and it was all that stuff it really really was but I'm talking about there. Okay, here's my example of one. There's one scene in the first one that hit me harder than anything in the second one, and it was kind of a throwaway scene. But do you remember when Amanda Waller is uh, in the first one? She's like, okay, we got to pack up, get everything packed up and erased, then we're getting out of here. After and they, then she shoots. And everybody. then she shoots everybody. That was more uh. like holy crap, and like it kind of jarred me in my seat than anything that happened in the second one. Why did that jar you? Because that that office full of automatons that you didn't learn a name of any you of did, them. Though. You none did of them had them. none of them had a fucking personality. No, a few of them did though, just no. like the ones in the second one. Who who I don't remember. Na- right name now. me the name me the characters oh, that I were remember. I couldn't her support name you the other the I couldn't even name you the ones in the new one. John Economos. Uh, what's the girl with the frizzy hair's name? Oh, I'm terrible at this. Right, right when I need to be. Well, I, I still I named one more than you. So. <laughs> I really, really, really enjoyed. Uh, you know, this is uh, that's why I'm I'm trying like because I don't want this to be an argument because they were in ways really different movies. But like I just for me personally, the kind of story I would like to see is uh you know is like not i don't want to see like all the crazy cartoon violent funness that's just not my my bag what i really enjoyed was stuff like like the like the batman scenes with deadshot i thought will smith did an amazing job he did an amazing job. i thought he did an incredible job and the movie got ruined by there were three there were there were brothers interference there were exactly three good things about well uh, no four good things about the first movie okay Will Smith, but he was playing Will Smith. Uh, uh, Harley Quinn, amazing. Uh, she, oh, she's so good as Harley Quinn. Yeah. I want to see more of Harley Quinn in DC movies. Uh, uh, Viola Davis as Amanda Waller, because yeah. Viola Davis is one of the best actors on the planet. Yeah. It's too bad she was given uh she you know was what? given zero emotional range. 
in the first movie. And uh, uh, because she had some in the second, just she gets mad. And here's one thing about that, too. You know, when she gets mad and this is a bit of a spoil, you know, when she gets knocked out. Yeah. No one would do that to Amanda Waller. Not one of her minions would be way too afraid to do that. I didn't buy that at all. I that happened, and I was like, "Really?" She just no. There's no and way. That, and and this leads us. I didn't buy that. To this leads us to our eternal battle, where you blow Cannon's dick. Just so no, that's stu- not you, about canon. That's not yeah, about canon. That's about is. character. I that's read, about I character. Read th- I read this book. No, and that's about this character. is who that is. And any deviation from the way the character has been laid out in the medium in which you first encountered. I'm them, not complaining about the hate. character. I'm complaining you, about the side character who had the balls to knock her out. It's nothing to do with her or her character. Se- uh, the, the the side character who had the balls to save an island full of innocent people. Yeah. And under Amanda How Waller. Anybody working under dare. Amanda Waller would would not be that way. They're working for Task Force X for fuck's sakes, where they're supposed to blow someone's head up at any moment. You're supposed to they're gonna give a shit about an island. That's not their job. I can't you know? believe I can't believe you she think wouldn't want people who would think that way working under her. Movie. Um, okay, maybe more is I shouldn't say. Hey, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, if you keep walking through offices shooting people in the head, you're eventually going to get down to the John Economoses of the world, okay? (laughs) (laughs) To the to the Brents of the world that you yell at to get back on the fucking satellite, right? No, I mean, I I named a second character from the office. I really liked it. (laughs) I really liked the new one, but I just, I don't know. Just, I guess for me, I got, uh, you know, when it was done, I was kind of like, just like, oh, okay. Wow. You know, I liked Harley best in this one, though, of all her movies. And the new, I liked her in the new one better than I've liked her in, in anything else that she's been in. I thought, yeah, she did great. And everybody did great. That's what I'm saying. Really liked the movie. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Desmulsion, that's that. Please say that's finally the thing that breaks him out even more. Do you know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. like, that guy's amazing. Polka, <laughs> who'd have thought in a movie you'd have, like, I don't know, never mind just Polka Dot Man. Yeah, he ends C- up being like the C- fan list, favorite, like, you know, C and D list characters. That uh, mm. that that somebody like James Gunn is able to to flesh out and make you care about or make you like that. Sorry, David Ayer did not, and whoever whoever diddled with David Ayer's uh, footage after him did not. The yeah, no, the, it- the first the first Suicide Squad movie is. Hollow. The Enchantress is what did make it not a good movie for me. Really? Uh, I didn't That's like it. it. Well, mainly, you know, but I kind of <laughs> liked everybody else. Even like the, you know, the El Diablos were, El Diablo was all right. And uh, Killer Croc wasn't that bad, you know. And other than that, you've got your typical, you knew what Rick Flick, you know, I don't know. It, it was just, a team of cliches, dude. The first, the first movie was a team of cliches. When I read a couple of the old Suicide Squad comics, I never got such a comedic feel out of it as the new movie put out. Mm-hmm. I, I got more of a, the other movie feel, you know, so that's just for me too. You know, I just, uh, I found it interesting because I didn't expect that. I really expected to like, have Again. this one like blow it out of the water and i ended up just it was weird I, I noticed right away when i was done it i was like okay i really like that but i think i like the first one better and it again surprised you me too. again conversation after conversation after conversation <laughs> over the years you do not like uh, adaptations you do not like material that veers from the true. from the source it's true. true it's no, very it's true no it's not. it's very true Hey, Batman eighty nine veers incredibly I could, I could, wildly from the source, and I think it's the best Batman movie made yet. How old were you when you saw Batman eighty nine? Twelve or thirteen? Was it the first Batman that you saw? Was it the first Batman movie that you saw? Yes, it was the first yes. Batman movie. What do you mean? It, well, it was the second. It Batman was. Movie. It wasn't the first Batman movie. Oh, if you're well, no, I I grew up on the sixty six, and I loved the sixty six too. 
But did you, you know. see, did you see the TV show before? But I'm saying as saw- far as like it should have really bothered me that they made Joker. I did at the time, but I I mean I got over it. But the fact that they made Joker the one who killed his parents, oh yeah, that used to drive me so crazy, uh-huh. like so nuts. Like the fact that they would just go ahead and like movieize it that easily, you know, movieize that really upset it. me. Movieize it. But I like. Playing. I could I could send you into a spin right now by starting an argument about Star Wars canon again. <laughs> I dude, I don't know if you could because I'm even like so far gone myself with how you know how much has happened that I'm just trying to keep up at this point, like. You know, like even the Bad Batch, I keep falling like falling behind on and stuff. But uh, really, yeah, you know what? I'm really, really excited. Wait, wait, about. wait, wait! Not what? liking the Bad Batch? No, I love it. I just keep falling behind on it, and like, and there's what is like, that squeaking? I it was my mic stand. Sorry. Oh, okay. I haven't read stand. a single novel since you know the Disney ones took over, and I used to read all the novels. I have half of them on my fucking shelf. Yeah, that's my point. Is and they erased? Reason, they, they erased crazy. all all of your yummy beloved. I've got canon, three long boxes you, of worthless you, Star Wars comics. How are they worthless? Did you read them and enjoy them? Yeah, I did. Okay, they so then they were so much better. Yeah, the shit they're doing now. You're such a ding. Although you know what, I shouldn't even say that because Filoni's Filoni's doing his best to bring it all back, right? Have you seen the trailer for the Star Wars anime? They're doing, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, does it look beautiful or what? Have you seen this, Josh? Uh, I saw like a a rendition of like X Wings and Tie Fighters fighting in anime a long time uh, ago, but like they went to seven Japanese animation houses. And okay. and uh, and a couple of you know legendary guys, and they went around. They said, "Hey, you want to do a Star Wars story?" And they let each of them do like a short. So they're gonna put this out where it's a uh, you know all these little short little Star Wars Star Wars one shot stories, but all done in these crazy classic like Japanime styles, and it looks insane. This is it's like the animation like right? styles. Yes, visions. That's right. That's what it's mm-hmm. called. It looks okay. So yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, I have not seen. I have not seen this. I I saw some fan made anime. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I know the fight. one you're talking about, which I think is what spurred them on to say, "Hey, this is a thing that we could do and make money off." <laughs> oh, I think it's good. I loved the anime. Like that, that little anime short that had like a mega like uh, Robotech feel to it to me. Yeah. Oh, it was. It's fantastic. But uh, I just, I I am. I'm flabbergasted. My gas is flabbered, sir, that you <laughs> like Suicide Squad more than the Suicide Squad. I, I do I, not understand you. I know. I know. I do. I mean, so, some, ways, people, some people like Scooby Doo and some people like Jabberjaw, you know? Yeah. Uh, out well, of no, field. I think this is more like some people like Scooby Doo and some people like Scrappy Doo, and he's right. got a, <laughs> he's got a Scrappy Doo tattoo hidden somewhere on his body. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. The death of Milton the bus driver means more to me than the entire first movie. Okay, that was my favorite part of the whole second movie, Milton was fabulous milton was still great. milton was still with us <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that honest to honest to god there's more there's more honesty and emotion in that scene than there is in the entire first movie mm. don't understand you how are we friends why are you always wrong plus i'm still soaking it in the more i'm thinking about it now is i I really do think my favorite character development out of the new one was uh king shark and uh rat catcher 2 that little developed relationship but you that was that was what what okay i like that harley went nowhere sorry Harley's whole journey for the movie was what do I do with the stick? <laughs> that was literally her like what are you talking about? Harley Harley is the most changed character in that movie. Some of that development comes in between is off screen in between 
That's uh, what I'm birds saying. Birds of prey. Yeah. And Suicide Squad. Absolutely. But She's proof, more developed. Yes. The for proof sure. of that change happens on screen when she says, I made myself a promise. And she enacts that promise right there on screen for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. But she's it's that person from fantastic. the start of the movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, all I, like, I'm right, just but saying- she doesn't get on the plane and say, I just took a deuce. And by the way, this is the change in my life. No, we no, get to a all. point where we get to see it. We yeah. actually get to see it. Definitely. It's amazing. But that's what I'm saying. Like she did. She they didn't. They were able to spend more time on kind of Harley getting to just be Harley. Uh-huh. Uh, at that point, right? So we right. got we got the most kind of together Harley we've gotten, which was just through the whole movie. Like really, she was on this. Like if you just think about it simply, and I don't, I'm you know, I'm not trying to like you know take away from who she has become and everything. I liked the fact that it was very fun that her whole mission in this whole movie was what do I do? Like what to do with the stick, with the javelin, right? And I just thought it was cool that like she took it so serious. And it was like her fucking, you know, this is something she just took on for herself and yeah, like but she's she made a, it she's, a fucking mission. You know? She's a mental patient. She's a, she's she's a mental patient. Yeah. Fixating on a shiny object. She was the most cartoon, like the cartoon Harleys I'm used to in this movie than she's been in the others. She's most I just, closely developed to that point. I'll tell you what. Even the I, outfit, the outfit was right out of the video game, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I had I had a lot of fun with Bloodsport and his daughter because, <laughs> because that was more real to me. That yeah. was more real to me than uh, than Deadshot and his daughter. Yeah, and, yeah I guess so. Uh, uh, this little kid is going to stand in front of Batman to protect their dad who's like just shooting at people she was protecting batman from her dad shooting him she was I, saying yeah, don't listen, shoot don't Daddy. don't make me look don't don't make me fucking watch that movie be so pointed get the point right don't make me watch that movie again is my <laughs> <laughs> that movie <laughs> that's the stomach flu of movies do you know what i'm excited about though is this will probably mean I feel like the suicide squad is going to become uh, a franchise but each one will end up being directed by somebody so completely different. They all kind of try their own thing with it. Okay. Cause you know, I don't think James Gunn is going to come back now that he's going to, unless they wait a couple of years. Um, Cause he did say he was interested in doing more with it. And mm-hmm. uh, well, they're doing the peacemaker show. Right. Right. And uh, yeah. And then he's off to do guardians, but I think it would be really cool if the suicide squad from now on was like, just fuck it. Just like give it to directors and let them do their fucking thing. Yeah. And, and it's, you it's, have all it's, these whacked out suicide squads. Right. It's fantastic as an anthology. It's fantastic. Yeah, as, it's yeah. fantastic as here's it's a completely different mission. It's a mostly different team. Let's yeah. uh, same let's world, but not connected, connected, but not connected. You know what I mean? Like yeah. no connection in the story, but I love when like when like he's like, hey, Charles, hey, hey, boom, hey, boomy, what's going on? Like, you know, when Harley and like, Captain like, Boomerang. Yeah. yeah, all these movies would be like the kids from vacation. They just change same world, yes. But, yes. The, but different players. You know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think the thing, the single thing I'm looking forward to right now, and I was reminded of it because I saw the trailer today, is the Batman. Um, mm. This movie looks absolutely insane. Like, I really gave a detailed watch to that trailer today, and I'm so bloody excited. I haven't been this excited for a movie in a long long time and i cannot wait till the batman comes out i think this is going to be like next level batman shit i really do <laughs> are you excited for it anthony eh. oh come on i'm looking forward to it but i'm not uh, i'm not doing cartwheels i just i think there'll be something new to it yet familiar somebody somebody give robert pattinson a sandwich for god's sake <laughs> i don't even care about that shit i just love that they're going through the extent to have like the the penguin the character that he's gonna be and he's a cameo like he's hardly in it like they're gonna literally do it we're gonna see a movie full of rogues gallery like there's gonna be tons of them in there and it's gonna be awesome to see that you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i'm very excited for that um there you go 
it was a good chat. We reminisced a little. <laughs> we retrospected a little. We argued a little. There was an there was an argument. Yeah. We together. correct. We tried to correct you know? your behavior yet again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like Thanksgiving or Canadian Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. We just. Call I don't know. What, I don't know what Canadian. Thanksgiving. You know what we should do? Start calling ours Canadian Thanksgiving. I'm going to start referring to when it's our time for Thanksgiving. I'm going to be like, oh, it's almost Canadian Thanksgiving. I'm just going to refer to that. That makes, to like you, sound, that makes you sound like a foreigner. Though. Right. That you, I know. That makes you it makes you sound like uh, makes you sound like Ford Prefect. Um. All right. I thought things. this would be the perfect name. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few things I want to throw out there um, okay. before we go, kids. Uh, number one, if you're on TikTok, I love TikTok. I've fallen in love with TikTok. I'm going to try to make some TikToks. We'll see what happens. I'll keep you all appraised, but TikTok is the shit. Um, Josh is on TikTok. And I am. Josh, Josh does a daily video on TikTok. Um, and what is your handle on TikTok? At what, again? That's a very good question. Why don't you vamp for a second? It's at something. <laughs> but um, dun, 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 dun. Josh Old music. Dun, 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 uh, the three hundred three ninja. That's right. The three. The like T H E E or just the T H E T H E. So the three hundred three ninja. The three hundred three ninja. Get on but TikTok. The doesn't make it sound sophisticated. And you're gonna love this. Right. Go check out what Josh does a video every day. And I'm not gonna spoil it. In fact, I'm gonna just mm. leave it there. You all get on TikTok. Look up the three hundred three ninja. And check out his daily morning video. And I think you'll all enjoy it very, very much. Uh, it's very exciting. Um, also, here's what I've decided to do. Couldn't figure out what to do for episode 400. I did have one big plan, but I cannot make that plan come to fruition. Because oh. the person I wanted to have on as a guest seems to no longer exist on the planet Earth. I can literally not find them. I have sent emails, contacts, tried through gotta, other people. You got to text me that name. I cannot find this person. So Te I'm going to I'm going to move on the, from that idea. Text me the name. I want to I want to I want to know. Um, come on, I'll come on, come I'll on. Text come on. right now? Yeah, yeah, text me right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why is it so exciting? Text me right now cuz I want to really know. Not I'll, that exciting. I don't I'll, even know if you'll know who this is. Hey, listen, if you're keeping it a secret, it's exciting. <laughs> I just don't know what's going on, so I don't want to reveal the name in case this person is dead or something. What if yeah, I'm not going to reveal the I'm dead. not going to reveal the name. Hold on, hold on. You know, what I, I gotta mean? hold on, hold on. I'm interested to know if there you're <laughs> <laughs> spectacles there. I, I, I'm interested to know if you know who that is. Of course, I know who Bill Murray is. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you why he's not answering your calls. I'm not going to give up because I do want to eventually get this individual on the show. So I do mm -hmm. hope that they're okay and out there if I can track them down. Um, so here's what I'm going to do instead, kids. I'm just going to get put together. Uh, a, a oh, fun old time. okay. Oh, oh, you just Googled. Didn't I'm, you? Wick I'm wikiing. You're wikiing? I'm wikiing. And uh, this makes perfect sense for you, right? For episode four hundred, right? yeah. This makes so, this is this is a very a very appropriate mm -hmm. uh, Jay Clark guest. But I don't want to keep I, holding off my four hundredth episode to have to wait yeah. for this mm. person. So no, don't, you know, don't, don't. I'll don't. keep digging though. I'm not going to give up on that because I have really yeah. good connection, and uh, I'm not just a connection. I know I've met this person. Mm -hmm. So it's not even like through anybody. It's direct contact. But anyways, uh, there's some international affairs involved. Um, uh, Josh, yes, yes, Anthony, yes. guys, thank you so much. Not for just hanging out tonight, but uh, being brothers and pod and more for so long now. Uh, you guys are just the coolest. Yes. You know, we uh, a, lot of, a lot of adventures that you and I went on, Jay, uh, I are fond memories for me. I hope we get to do them again soon. I, oh, I you know hope will. I hope that we get to randomly walk into somebody else's car. 
Josh and, and, and I not realize, not realize it's somebody I else's car tell for now. a few seconds. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, we were at, we we were in uh, we were in uh, <laughs> Philly, Philly, and we went to Staples to pick up business cards and banners and shit or something. Banner, banners, and we think, went yeah. in and we got the stuff, and then we left Staples and we walked through the parking lot. And uh, we're chatting as we do. You know, you're not really paying attention as you're chatting. We hadn't seen each other in like a year or fucking whatever. And we both walked to the same car, went to the proper sides of that car, both opened the doors to that car and both got into that car. Then it took about another 10 seconds of confusion before we looked at each other and realized this wasn't Josh's car. <laughs> Why? But it could have been. No, whose car did we take? Because it wasn't your car. No, it wasn't mine. It was uh, somebody's rental, I think. We yeah, borrowed trade, somebody's car. Trade up. Yeah. Somebody's rental. And then rental there was or... another white yeah. car in the parking lot that happened to have the doors open. So we, it wasn't until we were both sitting yeah. in this car did we realize we were in the wrong car. Yeah, That's I was, was like, where's kids. my hoodie? <laughs> yeah. It was in the other car. Did you, did you rifle through the... Uh... The glove compartment for change? Or? No, we both like got the fuck out <laughs> no. of that car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At least I did. I was like, oh, America, wrong car. Getting yeah, out. Let's not get shot. <laughs> be tempting fate here, kids. Yeah. They, they, you have to be careful. They like yeah. the the car was it, it was like a a Canadian house. The car was it was unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> unlocked and very and welcoming. That, yeah. 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 <laughs> Ah, alrighty, kids. There you go, guys. Thank you so much. Um, very soon, kids. We're gonna get this. Uh, we're gonna get this party rolled in. Episode four hundred, tenth year celebration. Uh, thank you. We love you all, and we'll talk to you soon. Take it easy.